going on, y'all? Welcome to Looking Ahead to a Better Day. I am Chris here with my kick-ass co-host, Ryan, and we're back. Hey, we're back. Long time no listen, no talk. I don't know what we say. <laughs> I don't know. One of those things. It's been like, it's been over a year. It has been over a year since we have recorded. It has been over a year. And uh, surprisingly, somehow in our absence, we got a new listener. <laughs> we did indeed. Some poor dude at the RNC had to apparently go through all of our shit. And let me tell you when... I'm sorry, guys. Honestly, I feel a little bad, but not really. So, you know, you guys are getting paid. We aren't. So I don't really care. <laughs> I didn't really care. Good waste just... of money. I, I, I didn't want, I, I just wanted him to know that I had a, sh- a little bit of humanity because I really don't feel bad for him. He had to listen to all the shitty episodes <laughs> oh, yeah. first where I just read to people, but most importantly, one of our new lit- listeners, um, uh, Grandpa Munster himself, Ted yeah. Cruz. The Zodiac Killer is apparently a listener. So thank you for uh, listening, you know, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, we'll uh we are more than happy to uh you know take all comers i i don't i I don't discriminate on who gets to listen to us Exactly. you know i mean i mean they they seem to have this problem time and time again and you know cruz did this all the time where he posts things about beto that just makes beto look cool (laughs) so i don't know what you expect (laughs) i I, I don't know and the and the funniest part is we didn't even have to should do say anything shitty about his wife no he came right to us No, I mean, you know. Which we would never do because we're not terrible people. No. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never say I would never say anything about his family other than, you know, he should probably not try stop trying to throw his daughter under the bus for trying to go to Cancun and right. just own that. But you know, right. whatever. You just wanted some Mai Tais, dude. Just cool. wanted some Mai Tais. It's okay. Well, I was freezing in no with no power for three days but you know you go you go have fun in cancun buddy right those so. fucking tiny umbrellas are cool right oh yeah so so obviously uh if you're listening to this you're probably in the know or if you're not in the know uh ted Cruz just retweeted us a clip um, from our show uh that we had beto on last summer where he was talking about uh you know, we, we were discussing Black Lives Matter, the protests that were going on at the time, uh, you know, and, and police accountability and the idea of defunding police. And I think Beto gave an excellent response, um, as he always does. And, uh, you know, they can't help but promote Beto's excellence. So what can I say? <laughs> like, it's a good response, um, you know, a, a, a very detailed and you know, thanks for it. Thank you, Ted Cruz, for helping to get the message out there. We appreciate right? it. We love free advertising. And just for a little bit of context, I'm going to go ahead and play the clip for you right now. As far as the defund police and, and, and fixing the just absolute shit show that's going on in this country, like, how do we do it? Like, what's, what's our best path forward? Yeah. You know, luckily, there, there are communities in this country that have done it. So, you know, we, we have New Jersey. Yeah, Camden, New Jersey. Um, just read the story on on that. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, or forget where I read it uh, today. Um, and and you even have somebody like Chris Christie, the Republican governor at the time of New Jersey, supporting completely defunding and dismantling, and then rebuilding something far different in its place. Uh, I've also just been listening to a lot of people who are subject matter experts in this, and they point to other communities. There was one, I think, in Eugene, Oregon where they've set up uh, mental health care task forces 
And so instead of uh, calling 911 when you have a mental health care emergency and having police officers armed responding to that, where things can get out of control, uh, instead, a social worker, a counselor, I forget the other person who shows up, unarmed, without tasers or batons, uh, they show up. And what they have found in these different cities that have employed non-traditional policing uh, you know, tactics is you, you are actually seeing a reduction in crime, as you've seen in Camden, a reduction of uh, use of force against uh, community members. And you're seeing improved outcomes because people are not jailed for schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or clinical depression. They're getting help and treatment and medication and counseling for that. Uh, and and we're, we're in those places successfully fighting this trend that has produced the, the largest mental health care system in the United States of America being the system of county jails, including here in, in Texas. So I, I really love that uh, Black Lives Matters and uh, other protesters have put this front and center to defund you know, these line items that have over-militarized our, our police and instead invest that money in the human capital of, of your community. Make sure that you have the services, the help, the support, the healthcare necessary to be well and not require police intervention. And then also in, in some necessary cases, completely dismantling those police forces and rebuilding them. And I think the, the city council in Minneapolis made the right decision. You, you, you don't have one bad apple. You don't have four bad apples. You, you have a, a system-wide problem in that police department. And only by completely dismantling that system and rebuilding it intentionally with the community members at the table, do you have any hope of, of getting it right. And I know that's controversial and I know that it can be misconstrued. And I know that it's an idea that is dangerous to some, uh, but I think that's where its energy comes from. And, and think of any major change that this country has made where it did not seem dangerous to, to some. You know, uh, John Lewis would not have had the shit beaten out of him on the Edmund Pettus Bridge if the power structure did not fear the change that he was asking for. That was very dangerous to the status quo in America at the time, as were those who had the audacity to get on Greyhound buses throughout the Deep South in the Freedom Ride. So let's, let's look at Black Lives Matter in, in that same context and from that same perspective. What, what they are doing right now is in a very proud, necessary tradition of, of civil rights, and it's the only way that things get better. So I'm, I'm really impressed with what they brought to the table so far. And so one, the RNC took it completely out of context. Like just, they made it sound like he was going to get rid of the police when what he said was he wanted to defund like parts of it. Right. Which, you know, people yeah. can agree on and come on particularly everybody falls everywhere. It's a, it's a big topic, but you know, I think everybody can kind of agree that cops don't need tanks. No, I think we, and I think we can all agree on if you have a government agency that becomes so dysfunctional that it ceases to do what its original purpose was, then that government agency needs to go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who that government agency, what they do, you know, if they have completely lost their thread, they need to go. And that includes police. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a, you know, you guys want to sit, you know, they probably want to sit here and talk about every other government agency hating on it that, oh, well, we need small government. 
but somehow want to say this one type of agency is somehow special and never needs to be criticized or have their funding levels addressed. So, you know, yeah. whatever, they, they, they're, they're, they're pulling their usual disingenuous tricks. Um, but I think there was a side effect here, which is it got, it got the gang back together. It did. So, for real, full disclosure, we had been talking about this for a while because I'm sure everybody knows Beto was, you know, kind of contemplating it. And we kind of sat down and thought about it, uh, you know, a couple months ago. And we kind of were leaning to not doing the show if he did run. Actually, I think we had kind of settled on that. Like, we were just going to. Folk, you're, you have other projects. I had other projects, uh, you know, podcasting or streaming. And mm-hmm. we had talked about doing some joint stuff, kind of embracing our love of video games and yep. doing something along that. And then, well, you know, Ted Cruz decided to tweet us. And so we're like, well, yeah, fuck that. Here we are. <laughs> and, and, and that's what, ha- like, I think, like, that day I was like, I had texted Ryan and I was like, hey, you know, we've been doing this. Will he, won't he, when he did announce, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, you know, let's kind of do civilization, do do what we want to do with civilization Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, um, video games and and live streaming. And we were both kind of okay with it. And then Ryan at night joke, well, maybe I'll go down to the, uh, to the, the Houston rally and bring, you know, wear my Beto day shirt, go with my microphone, which probably everybody who's ever seen him at any event ever has seen him in. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I, at that point, I, I went to bed and holy shit, my phone was lit up when I got up this morning. Oh, yes. I was like, what it was the funny. Happened? <laughs> oh, Ted Cruz. So you're definitely- a year and a half old clip. Right. And I guess now we're back in the saddle. I mean, it's timely. We are back in the saddle, but it just announced, um, obviously. Um, so. Yeah, we work. I guess we need to. We haven't really talked in detail yet about the show and how we want to do it. I mean, I guess Chris, the biggest thing was like when we did better days for the presidential campaign. Uh, for uh, like I, we spent a lot of time. It was, I think, it was a it was a labor of love for sure. It was a passion project for both of us. Oh, for sure. And, we made so many know, friends doing the show. Oh, so many friends, and I loved doing it. But I also think we both recognized that. It's probably a little unsustainable to maintain that level of pace for that long for us, especially with busy lives and everything else that going on and other, you know, we do other things, but we do other volunteer and act stuff besides just this. So this isn't the only thing we do. So, and this was really kind of a thing. So I don't know, Chris, uh, what do you think? How, how long, how, if we're back, how long should we be back? I mean, we're oh, absolutely we do 100% doing an election night special. When we did the election night special, it was incredible. We were on the whole time. We live streamed. We talked about everything. And it was, I mean, that was, that was a, a, a great experience. And so I think keeping us sustainable through then, you know, like even if we release an episode or two episodes a month, I mean, that's going to help get the message out there. And obviously we still do our volunteer stuff, you know, mm-hmm. But we also help better spread his message. What do you think? Yeah, actually, I think I think uh, I think in once a month we could do a once a month podcast. Me and you, just basically this format right here. Have a long form discussion about whatever's going new in better world. Um, if we happen to have any interview clips, we can insert those in. 
And then we do special episodes on top of that. Like if we have something significant or special or, hey, we get better one. You know, we, we aren't going to wait him for him to do a long form episode. We can get or a special candidate or a special special guest or something. So, uh, right. And that was a, that was a, that was a big part of what we did with Beto days mm -hmm. during the presidential run is we talked to a lot of local candidates, state mm -hmm. candidates. And I think we definitely absolutely need to do that again. You know, we can do our, you know, once a month long episode where we talk about the things, what's going on, how you can donate, how you can help, how you can get involved, but we can also do these special episodes where we can help out with local down ballot mm -hmm. elections. Cause if Beto taught us anything, it is down ballot elections matter and you know we need to make sure we we work on that shit i mean look at what happened in virginia yeah absolutely and that's exactly where where we're where we need to head um all right that sounds like a that sounds like a plan to me honestly we do this once a month uh you heard it here folks first we just decided congratulations you you heard our production meeting you can tell how professional are <laughs> we are <laughs> we'll do a once a month release here uh and then we can kind of just do extra stuff when we can mm -hmm. um just kind of right up until election night and plan on election day thing so yeah oh yeah no I'm good with that the election day special is going to be incredible. We invited friends on, everybody came, we hung out, we watched, uh, you know, people were in and out. We had special guests. I mean, no, was, we don't need to start hyping that up. Let's, 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 uh, I'm sorry. I'm just excited. So I'm excited. Honestly, this was, this was, this was, a like I said, this was a fun project. We, uh, before, and we're going to, let's do it again. Um, it, it, all this coming together was a complete surprise. I have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, well, yeah, I mean, seriously, we weren't going to do this at all until Ted Cruz retreated us. So now, guess what? We're doing it. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Ted. You, were you, you have radicalized us, quote unquote. <laughs> well done. Well done, well sir. Done. Well played. <laughs> And you know that's gonna that's gonna bring us to Beto for governor. That's like that's I mean he announced he announced so big day. Uh, he's been playing you know the the will he or won't he for a little bit. But, um, you know there was a lot of speculation, um, and he finally pulled the trigger. He he is running for governor. And that video that he he put out was just I mean it was great. It was very inspiring. Um, it's stuff that you know all Texans want to hear because it's not just Democrats that went through the, the cold and the, the, the grid failure and COVID mm -hmm. and all these other things, you know, the assault on women's rights, right. It's like, it, it, they don't look at you and say, Oh, you're, you're a Republican. Those laws don't apply to you. And that's something that people forget, you know, the, the, this, the, this weather does, you're not cold, right? Like that stuff doesn't, doesn't, really help them they're going after Beto Beto is going to the people and wow. I just I do not I saw how that 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 worked in Virginia and you know Beto's gotta you know how he does he's gonna go from town to town from county to uh -huh. county all 254 and uh he's he's gonna meet people he's not just gonna say dumb shit on the internet like that's well that that is that is true. He will actually say what he means, and it'll be an eloquent point. Um, you know, you don't like. It'll be eloquent, but you're definitely getting a fuck somewhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's moving to see the man say "fuck" in person. By the way, like in the, like I was in the room in Fairfax for the "this is fucked up," and I was like, oh, "That was." And like it was it, obviously it's 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 powerful. He uses it very well, and that was very that was a very good use of it. Mm -hmm. There's never a bad use of fuck. 
No, I I absolutely absolutely agree. So um so yeah, he's right. Uh, what's your thoughts on? Uh, well, I guess the first question comes to mind is should he have run should he be running for governor it's a valid question i think so i think so and um i've seen how a lot of the politics plays out like i said i i obviously i was a volunteer for the presidential Mm -hmm. campaign most of my friends live in texas um i can you know i i i worked very hard for beto and I'm, i'm looking forward to doing this again to help him but i am in virginia um so i've seen what's happening here Mm-hmm. And I can see what Texas can be if they elect Beto, because I've seen what Texas has been and what's happened there. And I've seen how my friends have suffered. And that's not easily like people don't forget that. So I think I think the that that Beto has he's got a shot. He did very well against Cruz. And that was before Ted Cruz went to Cancun. And oh no! Well, this is well. He's not Abbott running against Ted Cruz this time. He's running against Abbott, who's a completely different animal. No, no, um, I, and, and, and I know that. Like, I'm just you know, I'm never going to yeah. miss a chance to stick a barb at Ted Cruz. Oh no, Ted Cruz can, t- can totally suck a dick, and you know, <laughs> we wouldn't be here without Ted Cruz. But right, get fucked, uh, Ted. But 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 let let us do, let it, let's recognize for a second that he is running against Abbott, who is a completely different animal than Cruz. Oh, absolutely. Um, just just as much as in conspiracy, but he actually tries to put a veneer of respectability in front of it, which everybody just sees through. Nobody actually believes. Um, but he does try at least pretend that I'm a business Republican and not a conspiracy. Now I don't know he's getting dragged. Anyways, we're let's not start talking about <laughs> we're getting off subject here. We're talking about uh, Abbott instead of. Uh, Beto. Yeah. Yeah. I um you know, I'll be honest. I was skeptical of Beto running again. I am not a hundred percent convinced that he should have run again. Uh even now. I I'll admit I'm skeptical. Um part of that being that he's lost a couple of races and winning another race, losing another race really carries a big risk for him at this point so this is risky for him personally and he is he knows it too the only democrat who has a statewide functioning organization so you it is risky because you're you're running the risk of losing that but losing that what little has is to run to irrelevancy that being said nobody else is running against abbott in a year where abbott is historically unpopular oh it's like, and that's the point i was trying to make like he let people freeze like the man is you, you can't. well it's just not even actually it's not even that it's the covid stuff people mm-hmm. are pissed about covid they're pissed at his response either lack thereof or the fact that he had one um he is getting dragged by the conservative right hardcore uh you know moving further to the right in order to appease alan west who's a war criminal um like legit war criminal so you know we're you know he's in this position where he's hated by his own party and in a very weak vulnerable position uh we have down ballot candidates in uh, ken paxton who is also incredibly weak under you know multiple indictments whistleblowers like everybody hates him even conservatives can say you know hey we could get somebody who could actually you know do all this without the uh like may legitimately get primaried i, I don't know if he's actually going to be primaried but may legitimately get primaried Ooh, that'd be you know, popular um so you know w- 
there's so much opportunity for Texas Democrats here. They can get their act together, and if Beto can get the act together, then yeah, he should run. I, I think if, anybody's, if, if somebody's going to captain the, the ship in Texas, it's Beto. He loves Texas. Uh-huh. He loves everything. He is, you know, he, he, he's, he's born there. He's lived, on, he's lived on the border his entire life. So Beto's popularity there is also based upon, you know, just the work that he's done since he's dropped out from the presidential, when he dropped out of the presidential race, he almost immediately within the next couple months started powered by people who yep. immediately jumped to action to make sure people had water, which people remember. He made sure people had food, which people mm-hmm. remember. And, you know, he organized volunteers statewide. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very disappointing. I'm a little fr- disappointing that, well, disappointing, frustrated. It's one of the nat- nat- bad side effects of, um, covid was that it kind of took the wind out of the sails on that effort a little bit um you know powered by people's kicking off we did that big event with eliz merkowitz um you know and was ready to really push this to be a a a, a statewide thing especially especially with the pop-ups and the uh the pop-up offices and the field organizing and the block walking um you know covid just kind of killed all that so he didn't you know so i hear a lot of people say oh well he should have done stick with powered by people and did what stacy adams did but the problem was the environment didn't really lend itself to being able to do that i mean you know you can't really organize block walking when you have to be socially distant you know organizing organizing texting parties when you know everybody has to wear a mask indoor you know it's just things like that are really really difficult to to actually campaign for so um and he did a but good, no he, did, but a he great did it job. And, and, and let's be real he did that when he ended his senate campaign and here's why i keep going back to you know whether or not beto should have run or could have run he's the only person who's capable of running an actual campaign and i say this because after his Senate campaign, he had something like two or three million dollars left in his war chest that he donated to the Democratic Party in order to support things. The Democratic Texas State Democratic Party pissed that money away. Like, what did they do with it? They, you know, didn't do much and they didn't really put together anything effective. So when he finished his presidential campaign, he kept that money and put it in power by people that actually did stuff. You know, even though we kind of were kind of got blunted by the uh, by the COVID, they actually did things. And having that, having that. So when I say Beto is the only person who has a functional statewide campaign, can actually do that. Um, I'm not joking when I say he's the literally the only one. The Texas State Party can't do it. Democrats can't do it. You know, there's nobody else who can put together a statewide campaign except for Beto, and that's just the flat out truth. You know, nobody else even comes close. You get a few pockets here and there, maybe some regional support, but a unified campaign, uh, uh-uh. uh, it just nope. it hasn't happened. Nope. Never. And, you know, when like again, going back to the things like water, when mm-hmm. when uh, Texas needed water, you know, there's that that meme. It says, Texas, we're thirsty. And then it's a picture of Beto backing in with a truck full of water. Like people remember again, people remember that that's that that kind of stuff sticks out. You know, it, Beto has a lot of moments that people in Texas are going to remember because they're going to remember that he when they when they were thirsty. He gave them water when they were cold. 
you know, he worked for them then to, you know, it's harder to bring heat. I'm sure he brought heaters places. I don't remember seeing anything about that, but you know, God only knows. I'm sure he, if he could, he would have heated the sun um, just to make it a little bit warmer there. And that's really, honestly, uh-huh. that's the difference between him and Ted, Ted or Ted Abbott, Greg Abbott, <laughs> Greg Abbott is Mr. Burns trying to block out the sun. Beto is trying to bring you sunshine. Right. And, and, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things. And, and I think he's, you know, somebody out on the outside looking in, I think, I think he's going to do some, some, some real good. And I think he's mm-hmm. really going to unite the people of Texas and then fuck, if we can do it in Texas, we can do it everywhere else. Too. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be a different, this is a different race. Um, 2000, you know, when he was running against Cruz, he was an unknown who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That was kind of part of his appeal uh now he's known and he's well known uh-huh. and so you're not going to get that fresh new face uh out of him anymore like that, that like you got he got a lot of a pass because he was the fresh young face you're not going to get that as much so it's going to be a different race it's going to be i think a more challenging race for him um you know he's he's got history now he didn't have before, you know, with comments and things that he said. And well, you know what? Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I, I was going to say, let's go into some reactions. Let's, not, get, again, let's just jump right ground. into it. Yeah. Uh, so let, actually, you know what? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through and uh, let's just, I'm, go, I, I'm on going on Reddit right now. And I'm just going to read some of the reactions that are on there. And we'll see what they say. So here's one. Um. So just to just to heads up, Reddit, if you're not familiar with Reddit, is tends to be more liberal than most. So the, this would be what I would consider a very liberal, almost the people who would be supporting Bernie Sanders would be saying about Beto. Um, that's the kind of community you're, you're, you're generally going to find here, you know, left and far left. Um, so here's and here's a perfect example right off the bat. Beto isn't left enough for me to like him, but at this point, I'll vote for anyone left of enjoys hunting homeless for sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so, does get the point across now, doesn't it? I mean, that's a good one. That's true. I think that's there's a lot of people there who are like, he's he's not Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> not Abbott. It's as long as he's not Greg Abbott. And you right. know what? I will that it that I will take that vote, sir. Right, right. <laughs> so if Beto can motivate the Democrat base to turn out, he'll have a shot. But he really needs to get the Hispanic voters to join his campaign and reverse the gains Trump made for the GOP in the Valley. Regardless of him winning, though, having someone who knows how to run a statewide campaign helps the party a ton and it will help down ballot candidates. That's that is some spurious wisdom this dude is spouting here, right? I was like, how do we? Exp- I don't know if I'm smart enough to expand on that. Well, I mean, this is something that really, really, really needs to raise the alarm. And if we get an opportunity to ask Beto, first thing we need to ask him is this: is what is your plan for South Texas and the Valley? Um, you know, the 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 base reality is, I hate to say it, but speaking Spanish with an American accent isn't going to win you Latino votes. And let's be real, talking about immigration issues isn't going to win Latino votes in the Valley. 
okay, these people are more conservative. They identify with themselves more Texan than they do Hispanic or Mexican or Latino. They don't identify with immigrant populations coming across um, necessarily. And what they care about are kitchen table issues that me and you care about, you know, education, schools, uh, uh, you know, environment, making sure they have clean water, clean food, making sure, you know, taxes, economy, you know, things like that. They, they care about kitchen table issues. They're not, you know, like that. So, you know, what, and, and he needs to focus on that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to hit on that some more because the GOP, uh, you know, Trump found a lot of new voters in Texas and a lot of them came from the Valley. Got a lot of turnout vote in South Texas. These are areas that are traditionally very heavy Democrat areas. They don't vote a lot, but the people who do vote do tend to vote Democrat. Um, but the GOP has made significant inroads into the Hispanic population down there. Uh, they tend to be more on the independent conservative side than they are progressive. Like, you know, you're not going to find a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters down there, but you're also going to find people who are like, if you talk to them, you can very make quickly get them to see through the lies that the Republicans tell. You know, a lot of people are going to be, you know, anti-corp, you know, anti-big, anti, I wouldn't say big business, but like corporate uh, malfeasance and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity there. Needs to do something. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I'm harping on this one, but this is something... Okay. This is something that absolutely 100% needs to get to. I'm stomping on the floor, pounding the chest. Like, you know, you need to you need to do better with the outreach towards Hispanics. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, Beto's appeal was mostly towards white people. Um, you know, and that was where he really got most of the people in the suburbs and the white communities need to get the Hispanics on board and need to actually, like, push this. Absolutely. And this is, again, where it pays off to... Uh, to have Ryan actually in Texas and I mean, his dog's even there. I think is that your dog panting? No, I don't hear a dog. No, oh, I heard a dog. It, I'm, it could be my, <laughs> it's probably my dog, like outside the door that I'm picking Might be up. your dog. You've already got that. Going I, I, I already I had to pause this podcast once to deal with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave this one in there. This is one of those fun times. Yeah. Where, like I tried to make a joke of it, but actually I'm an idiot, but in, 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 to, to flip back to seriousness, um, you know, that's a good point. Like you, you have to make sure you hit it a lot of things. And, you know, as much as we, we love Beto, we want to be very, we want to make sure that we hit on everything fairly mm -hmm. except for Ted Cruz, fuck Ted Cruz. Um, so like, what can, what can he do? I mean, I think it's the same thing everywhere else. Meet people, talk about the issues they care about, um, you know, spend time, doc, you know, getting the message out, uh, spending money. You know, I mean, they, they, the GOP spent a lot of time on TV and radio in South Texas, you know, a lot of just flooding the airways with their messaging. You got to get the message out. You got to be able to get the message out. But that takes money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that takes Which a lot of money. <laughs> apparently, he got a lot of in that first 24 hours. People really jumped on that. And, and that's the and that's kind of uh, why I keep saying Beto's the only person who can do that because he's like Abbott's got a 55 million dollar war chest. You know, mm -hmm. Beto's starting out with none. The Democratic Party isn't going to help for shit. No, I mean, never. Be real. Yeah. 
They ain't gonna help for shit. So he's on his own. So the only per so to beat this, yeah, need money. I hate to say it, but the reality is that you know, as long as campaigns aren't publicly funded, um, which you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it takes money to win, and you know, needs money, and Beto's, Beto can raise money. So that's how you fight stuff like that: is actually raising money, and making sure you're getting your message out. You got to be authentic, which means your message has to be authentic, which means you actually have to show up and put the work in. That's how you generate that authenticity. But then you repeat it nonstop with just you know you make sure you just keep getting it because that's how people that's how you get through to people and then they go and look at more it's like oh no he really does say this and he means that and here's 500 facebook posts of him out here actually saying the same thing over and over so mm -hmm. it's not like ted cruz where or abbott or anybody else where it's like they'll say something once at an event you know make an advertisement out of it and then you'll never hear them talk about it again ever again like that's that that's just how you know that's not how he works oh not at all and 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 if nothing else Beto is is he's consistent he goes he goes everywhere like and that's going to be one of the things that's things that really helps mm -hmm. him is he's very good with people and i think that's really really important and right. i think that's going to be a difference maker because greg abbott may make a ad that goes to the valley but is he going to go to the valley and you may he not. may not no. No. so he might do a few Trump style like rallies, but he's not going to do the, He's not going to be the meet the press, meet the press, the flesh kind of person. Oh, absolutely not, not. That's not. That's not his. That's never really has been his style. Yeah, I mean, but and that's and that's again, that's what's going to work in in Beto's favor. Let's get another one of these. That was really really good. All right, uh, Texas oil and gas worker checking in. I'm with Beto, tired of governor that don't give a crap about running our great state. Abbott doesn't understand our industry, so don't count on getting our votes. You know, there's a lot to be said that that's true. Abbott, you know, the Texas policy towards oil and gas, natural gas, it's ridiculous, stupid. Uh, they sit here and they try and act like they don't allow texas is not a oil and gas state we're an energy state we produce energy okay energy comes in forms of solar it comes in oil and gas it also comes in electricity from windmills solar plants all other different uh, resources we have a lot of natural resources you know oil and gas is not the only freaking industry out there industry energy industry out there in fact it's a shrinking industry mm -hmm. so continuing to base an economy off of a shrinking energy industry instead of embracing the change uh it's it's just wrongheaded and, and that's that's kind of where it's at like he needs to be you know we need to stop pushing oil and gas we need to be pushing renewables we need to be pushing you know solar and uh wind we are the biggest i think i think we're the biggest wind producer in the country and close to the world i think like as far as wind capacity installed texas has got is like one of the world leaders we have this but instead of like celebrating this they decide to pretend that it gives people cancer and ignore it like right. just, he doesn't get it they, <laughs> they, doesn't they get pander it. to daddy but you know it's we'll see how that well that works for abbott and let's get something else straight here abbott cares about exxon he doesn't care about uh 
people who actually work in oil and gas. He doesn't care about your safety requirements on making sure, you know, the text, how many times, I, I live literally 20 miles from Texas City where freaking plants explode all the time. I have, I'm not joking when I say we've had one of some of the wor bit worst uh, industrial accidents in America was a Texas City refinery exploding. Uh, just a couple of months ago, I had a shelter in place because one of these refineries released a toxic chemical into the air. And so I had a <laughs> 911 alert on my own shelter in place because a toxic cloud is wafting over the area. Uh, you know, he doesn't care about workers. He doesn't care about the people who are actually, you know, as far as he's concerned, if everyone who worked in a refinery made seven bucks an hour, but Exxon's profits were soaring, he'd be cool with that. So he doesn't care about the, I mean, he doesn't actually care about the workers. He just doesn't like, let, let's stop trying to pretend that he cares about, you know, anybody in the industry. He just cares about the shareholders. That's what he cares about. Exactly. They, he, he cares about the people who are going to pad his pockets. That's pure and simple. You know, if, if that were the case, then after, you know, his accident, he gained his millions of dollars, he would not have, you know, put a cap on malpractice suits. So, you know, it's a, it's all about that money. It's about who can pay him. And, you know, if insurance companies, gas companies, like he doesn't give a shit about you guys at mm -hmm. home, right? Like the cost of the pump is just something he can use to manipulate you know, people into thinking, well, maybe this is bad or maybe they are wrong. Right. Like it's all, it's all mind games for people like Abbott and most people in the GOP, you know, they, they pretend to be the party of the people, but you don't generally see them do much for the people. Right. They don't. Well, it's because they don't, they, they, they are, they're, they're an astroturf. Um, unless, unless you're super conservative religious, like socially conservative, hate gays, and you know, think black people need to be put back in their place. Uh, you know, no, those are the type of people. But no, as far as like actual working class people, you know, people who actually want, you know, they'll talk a lot about, oh, well, we want to cut taxes or the taxes, you know, they talk a lot about taxes, but the reality is they want to cut taxes for corporations, not regular people. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, they'll let you fund the and and you can even prove that when you just by looking at the tax bill that um, they passed when they when Trump was in office and uh, they had both Senate and the Senate and the House. You know, the the tax cuts they passed were tax cuts for the rich, regular mm -hmm. people. Nah, we didn't get one. One hundred percent. They're very much pandering not only to an audience of one being you know trump but his base which is at this point made up of people who uh want to limit the rights of people of color to vote which is mm -hmm. racist they want to control women's bodies which is also a huge problem and you know they want to make money while they're doing it so they're going to give you the little morsels that they think the 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 clan members want right but you know and and the pro that, and that's part of the problem. I mean, really, nationwide is 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 the pandering to the worst kind of American. Because let's call it what it is: if you are a racist misogynist, you are, you know, the biggest part of the problems that we have right now. <laughs> just look at the fucking capital. 
and right. the shit that went on there. And not that that was all all men, but just in 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 general, like those are those are your target market. And, and it, they're, they're excuse me, their target market. It's 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 really disgusting and it's very disappointing because that's pretty much just what happened here in in Virginia. And like, take that as a warning, man. I am not looking forward to Glenn Youngkin being being governor, not one bit. Um, let's get another one of these. All, all right, right. Uh, all right. Here's another. One. I'll vote for him because Abbott is fucking awful. But I don't have as much confidence in him as I did in 2018. And believe me, I busted my ass to try and get him in that Senate seat. I think that's entirely fair. Uh, yeah. 2018, he was a fresh face. Had you know, nobody knew anything about him. Uh, yeah, you know, like 2018, he had nothing to lose. Yeah. Now he has something to lose. So absolutely. yeah, I think absolutely. You know, that's completely fair. I think that's a completely fair statement. Exactly, and you know, he's got a lot to lose. That, mm-hmm. that should tell you everything about this run. And also Greg Abbott's fucking awful. Uh, here's one. Yes. Now let's call text, write postcards, knock on doors, contribute money and help him win. Hashtag Beto for governor. Let's fucking go. That's <laughs> there, what I like to hear. There we go. There's a good one. Make sure uh, you make it over to, uh, to Beto's website. That way you mm-hmm. can get registered. And I don't want to mess that up. Um, cause I, I have the, you know, the, uh, the better for president website pretty much in my brain, Yep. but I want to make sure that I am actually right with his website so that all of you can get out and volunteer. If I could stop fucking it up, putting it in. I will say yeah. this. If, um, if someone from the Beto campaign is listening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe do a little bit better on the social media outreach this time. A little bit more coordinated than last time, but you know. Yeah, you have a lot of great volunteers. <laughs> Utilize the fuck out of them. Yeah, yeah awesome. like you, you just you know. Anyways, awesome I don't volunteers. I don't want to get into that. Uh, okay, betterwork.com. Go over to the websites where you can donate. Mm-hmm. You can um, you you'll be able to volunteer if you want to do any kind of that stuff. Absolutely, we'd love to have you. The Beto community is probably the best community that I absolutely like. I talk to somebody in the Beto. I talk to Ryan every day. Me and Ryan obviously went through something together that a lot of people don't go through. I Uh, mean, it it was the friends we made along the way. Exactly. (laughs) Straight. I also play video games with all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, me and Ryan play video games just about every night. He just tells me how much I suck at them. So you know, yeah, and I don't. I'm better than him. By the way, you're better at me at Halo. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this right. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> so far, I haven't caught up yet. That just because I it's just because I've never played Halo before, and we this is the first night, and it was buggy last night. So right, right. Uh, we all have our excuses, pal. Hey, but seriously, it's a great community. Yeah. Um, everybody's lovely, and you know we look out for each other. Uh, I, I mean, when the he- shooting at Heritage happened, I had in i wasn't even in the school i had people from all over the country all over the world texting me to make sure i was all it was okay all better people yeah. and you know if you want to this is we you're welcome in let's do it let's let's change some democracy yep and all right so here's a let's so here's a good one um and it's kind of there's a, obviously a lot of talk about this, and this is something that's kind of making kind of dominating part of the conversation. So I've kind of 
picked around it, but let me just go ahead and jump onto this one and tell me what you think. He should do a very public reversal on his gun stance. Something about how he's grown to understand that Texans value their firearms and see more effective ways to address the challenge and that guns are correlated to but not the cause of. Give the GOP plenty of ammo to poo-poo him and keep him on the screens. The GOP is going to go full negative on him anyway, so this can give him a platform to get his message to a lot of people that would normally not see or hear him at all. Who knows? Maybe it's a bad idea, but I know the gun thing is a big deal, especially with now with so many Democrats purchasing firearms or at least seeing them in a lewd light given the current political environment. Those on the left have always been advocates of gun. Those on the left have always been advocates of gun ownership, and many of them reluctantly vote Democrat as a method of harm reduction. Given this, being anti-gun doesn't currently seem to be an effective strategy for anyone running in Texas. Beto was not anti-gun. Let's get that. Let's let's start there. He let's start never, there. He was never anti-gun. He was anti-people owning weapons of war. And also, he was at, let, let, let's let's get this very clear. He was he. Let's be very specific. Actually, he proposed a mandatory buyback program for two very specific models of firearms. Yep. Let's get this clear. It wasn't all assault guns. weapons. So, for some reason, an assault weapons ban, everybody's cool with, but a mandatory buyback program. For two very specific weapons that meet the qualifications of assault weapons, but we're not talking about all assault weapons because I don't want to sit there and argue with somebody about what's an assault rifle. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, we can, we can, like, that's not whatever. No, we're talking very, like, so this is something that's kind of like, let's be serious. He's talking two specific models. A buyback program and and full disclosure. I'm just going to put full disclosure out there. I don't necessarily agree with everything, but let's call it what it is. It's not a gun grabber, nope. not a assault weapons ban. He's not coming for your guns. <laughs> this was I want a buyback program for two very specific models, which have proved to be very problematic with mass mm -hmm. shootings. Said. Immediately after a major mass shooting in his hometown. Yep. Like, let's 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 put some context here. Let's talk about what he actually said. You know, he wasn't proposing you go door to door taking guns. That was never like yeah. he's not the Grinch of guns. He's not coming for him. Not no. And and one of those things, and the he needs to change his stance. That's something Beto isn't going to do, mm -hmm. right? Like if he says something, he means it. Like he's it's, it, Ted Cruz, Greg Abbott, Ken Paxton, all those motherfuckers flip flop. He is mm -hmm. he he does not do that. He he makes sure that his viewpoints and his stances on things are things are well thought out. That's why he went to Black Wall Street during the presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. That's why he went to all two hundred fifty four counties. It's also why he went to and spoke with the Gullah Geechee people in South Carolina during the presidential run. Nobody does those things, mm -hmm. right? Like he means and he learns, and that's one of the best things of, about him is that he uses that to educate. Um, because I learned about a lot of stuff just from working on the campaign and. You know, the oh. gun thing is, yeah. is mind blowing to me, especially knowing like you're coming after him for trying to ban all guns, which he isn't, while Greg Abbott is literally endorsing burning books. Like, what the fuck? Right. He's literally getting his own citizens killed. But we're going to talk about this. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's just so ridiculous. And what's so ridiculous about this are I'm hearing NRA talking points coming from people who should be Democrats, who are Democrats, who are progressives, who are everything. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but you still vote for him. Uh-huh. You're still going to vote for him. You're not going to vote for Abbott. There is no Democrat. There is no Democrat who is a single issue Second Amendment voter. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a Second Amendment voter and you're and you're going to be a single issue voter, you're voting Republican. You're not, you're not voting for Beto regardless. That vote that vote's been gone. Like I'm sorry, I reject this idea that there is. Well, I would vote for Beto. Because I, 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 I'm pro-choice, I believe in vaccines, I don't want to burn books, you know, I like gay marriage, but I'm going to vote for Abbott because of guns. That's just not going to happen. No. Those, those voters don't exist, so you're, you're talking about a voter that doesn't exist. <laughs> Right. And, and what's the, what the fuck is the point of bringing that up? And that's, and that's one of the things that the media is going to do. And, you know, we're doing it right now. Well, it's but because the, fact- the, the reality is, is that, well, there's two things I think going on here. One is that we, we underestimate how effective the NRA messaging was that they were able, that they're still able to be relevant with that messaging, even when they're not. And the other thing is the politics of gun control is not well understood. It does, uh, again, it does not fall under traditional left-right policies. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. When, gu- when Beto said those gun comments, the uh, University of Texas did a poll about an assault rifles bans and his. And guess what? The majority of Texans agreed with Beto across the aisles. People were getting scared of sick of their kids coming home having done an active shooter drill. Yep. You know, and people were recognizing that this was kind of getting to be a bit much. Um, so it's not unpopular. And let's also recognize something also. You know, he's running for governor. Like, if you think that, oh, suddenly they're going to cancel all guns because Beto's elected, or did you forget that the House and the legislature and the Senate are still a thing and that, like, the Second sure Amendment is still a thing. The Supreme Court still a thing. Yeah. So, you know, People you're selectively act- forget things. Yeah, it's like your actual fear is that there might be some more common sense gun control. Yeah. That's your fear. Um, and I think what it really comes down to is it's not a it's not a popular issue among all Democrats. So a lot of people just don't want the fight. I think yeah. is really what it comes down to. Yeah, they 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 think it's a it's a you know a death nail when it really doesn't have to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's a death nail if you make it that and you help spread the propaganda that says it is. But people you know people don't want to go die at school. People don't want to go to the movies and die. You know, so there 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 is definitely a middle lane somewhere, and I think mm-hmm. he definitely found that lane. And you know, it's popular. And you're right. There's still Republicans and control in your house and in the Senate. And it's, you know, he's not going to just roll through there and start Mm -hmm. doing everything that goes both ways. You know, gains have to be made there. Gains have to be made locally. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be doing this. Like I thought about it all day and I knew, I I knew it was coming and I knew we were going to, we were going Mm -hmm. to record this episode, but man, I've been jazzed and it's been great. (laughs) 
I feel like, you know, we back to your old tricks again, huh? Back, I'm back at it. <laughs> back am, at it. I'm back at it. You know, right? Here I come. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and, and it's honestly a lot of these are the same talking points we heard previously. Um, you know, you get a lot of people who are concerned trolling, who are actually conservatives coming in here pretending to be Democrats, concerned about it. Um, I'll also say this. If the Republicans spend the entire time talking about Beto and guns, they're going to lose. They're go- fucking because right because of what happened people, in Virginia. Right, because – People are like, okay, whatever. I don't care about guns. I care about what's going on around me. So let them talk about guns all you want. And guess what? We'll just waltz on into a victory because you're talking about what people don't care about. (laughs) You know, like, I'm sorry. You know, it's, you know, people, you will motivate some voters to vote first because of this. But that's going to be your diehard independents or a (laughs) diehard Republicans anyway. So yeah, you'll motivate those. You gave them some motivation materials, sure. Right. They were going to uh, vote that way anyways. But did you demotivate people? No. Again, I don't think this is this is stopping other people from going to vote for them. Uh, here's another comment. Here's another comment. I have mi- really mixed feelings about Beto. His gun stance takes him out of a bunch of independents and moderate Democrats. I'm a gun owner, and I'll vote for him, but it would be great if he could come out and explain that he isn't going to take Texas guns away. He just wants to ban the sale of assault weapons, and I'm 100% for that since the majority of mass killings in America have been assault weapons. I mean, this guy just literally made the point for it, that yeah. better point for him. Like, yeah, he, 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 he's not taking out the guns. Never was about taking all the guns. It was two very specific models. <laughs> um, you know, this is it, it, a lot of ridiculous. I, I, I honestly, I think the the gun thing is going to be a rear window. Like, it's just it's going to people are going to talk about that shit now. But in a month, you know, at least the people who care are going to be talking about something else. I don't think it's going to be something that follows him. Because people I, I, understand that that's a lot of people want that. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like you're you're it's the same thing like him retweeting us about the defund the police thing. It's like, so you're just trying to make that a look cool. Like right? you don't seem to understand that that's the kind of stuff that actually gets people like, Yeah, we want we want we want that. Like we want somebody to be saying something like that and actually holding people accountable for it. Yeah, maybe later on we're like, uh, you know, I don't want to have to, you know. Like, are, are people now going to tell him that? Well, he shouldn't said defund the. We shouldn't say anything about defund the police. I mean, you know, it, do do you just want Joe Biden to run for Democrat for governor in Texas? <laughs> I mean, you know, like uh, that's great, but that's not what's going to mo. That's not going to get that kind of turnout. Like it just, it's not. Not at all. Not at uh, all. You can't, like, and, and again, I know I keep bringing up, up Virginia, but McAuliffe really s- just fucked it up here. He, he ran on anti-Trump. Glenn Youngkin, as, 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 as trumped up as the bullshit that he, he spewed was, he ran on fucking issues. You can't see me air quoting, but I am air quoting because they mm-hmm. weren't issues. He made that shit up. Notice we're not talking about CRT now. Um, but he made it about issues, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's that's going to be Beto's thing. He They're made gonna... it about he made it about education, where it was you know this while everybody else was talking about Trump or anything else. Same thing here. What happened is if they try and make it about guns, something that's not an issue. While Beto's out here, okay, you guys are talking about guns while you're trying to ban abortion in this state. 
Yeah. You know, like, let's talk about how unpopular that is and how much bullshit that is and, you know, all this other stuff. So, yeah, go ahead. Talk about guns while we talk about what's important. Yeah, let's do it. You're going to be you're going to be on the on, on Fox News and Newsmax and whatever those clan rallied channels mm-hmm. are. Um, you can he's going to be talking to people. And by mm-hmm. all means, please do that. Yeah. I mean, do seriously. All those things. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's another one. 2022 is going to be a tough cycle for Democrats. That plus Beto's personal baggage, uh, gun grabber, church taxer, DUWI haver. Obviously, this is not somebody who's being, this is obviously a right wing person. Yeah. Makes this a really long shot. I'll vote for him if he is the nominee, though. No, you wouldn't. So anyway, you're a liar, but that's okay because if you're talking about his DUI back when then, then you're not a supporter. So yeah, fuck off. Uh, anyways, but the reality is, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, tax the churches. By the way, now, let's go ahead and throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Tax them all, uh, especially if those motherfuckers are leaving people in the rain in a hurricane while you know not opening their doors. I'm of the opinion that if your pastor or your preach preacher or priest or whatever makes more money than the average con- person member of the congregation, you are not a church. You are a business. Uh huh. And I think that that and, and that you need to be taxed like a business. Fundamentally, if your pa- if your if your person is making more money than the average congregation member, then nah, you're not preaching. You're selling. Uh huh. And that and so yeah, that's where I say, I don't think all churches should be taxed. I'll say that right now. I don't. I disagree with that. But if you're preaching, if you're preaching politics, or if you're selling, if you're preaching Jesus, that's one thing. But if you're selling Jesus. Nah, your business. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I, I see where you're, where you're coming from. I, and, you know, I disagree. I, th- I just don't see that if, if we're going to have separation church and state, they, those guys need to get taxed. Well, I just, okay, so, let, you know, I, I don't know, though, because the, when you're talking about churches, small community churches, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it really is a community coming together to build a place to worship where they can actually, you know, they host community events, they provide community services for their congregation, other people in the community. A lot of these little churches are polling stations. Mm-hmm. You know, they do civic duty, civic duties. You know, they aren't out there preaching against a certain politician or another. Uh, you know, they're literally just I think as a community center, a nonprofit community center, yes, that they have a perfectly legitimate place to exist as a nonprofit as long as they're serving the community. Now, I think the biggest test to do that is how much money is someone making off of this? <laughs> that's, and that's and that's true. And, you know, all of those things you mentioned are also tax write-offs. So, you know, they may not end up paying taxes anyway, but at least, you know, yeah, you're guaranteeing those services. Those aren't necessarily tax write-offs for businesses, though. It, they <laughs> fall under different rules. I, I, I think that, you know, we have nonprofit rules for a reason. As, you know, we, we allow nonprofits to exist. Mm-hmm. I don't see any problem with having a nonprofit for community generation or whatever. I, I can get down with that. As you long know, as they're using it appropriately. There are rules yes. for nonprofits. And- they're following nonprofit rules. They're, they're educating people about their religion. They're supporting the community. They're, you know, doing whatever. Now, like I said, when it gets to the point of they're making money – and yeah. actually, like, you know, spending real money and have, like, you know, allowing their pastor to 
stay at a five ten million dollar house you know while flying his jet around while flying his jet you, you cross the line there <laughs> like you cross the, there's a line there and you can definitely cross that yeah, line you, so way long ago way, yeah way, way long ago and i think and you know and again and one thing with nonprofits is you can't endorse candidates and you know mm-hmm. if your preacher is standing at the altar you know bowing down to donald trump what the, what do you call that you know what i'm saying so you know nonprofit status all that I, I can, you know, I can, I can see my way towards that. And this, ladies and gentlemen, and listeners at home, is how you have a civil debate from two people who disagree. <laughs> to agree. We, we. It sounds like we agree on a lot of stuff. We disagree on a lot of things. We oh no! Yeah, all the time. Actually, I'm, I'm, I constantly tell Chris that you know you're stupid. That's wrong. No, that's. that's, that's <laughs> That's fucking dumb. Just stop. <laughs> stop, Chris. You're wrong. You're you're making this way out all or all the time. It's Chris. This is you're making this way too big of a deal than it really is. Yeah, Brian <laughs> that's, is my. That's sister. usually the that's usually the more likely scenarios. Yep. And I mean, it's like, did you see something happen or this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Chris, Chris, calm down. <laughs> calm down. It's not. It's not what you think. Like, it's not that big. Like, yes, yes, yes. I know they said stupid things and. I mean, honestly, even with this exactly what happens, the, by the way. Oh yeah, even with this most recent thing with the um, Texas abortion, uh, which ha- the Supreme Court hasn't shot it down yet, but they're going to. Yeah. You know, and the second they put that out there, like I immediately looked at like, okay, this is going to cause some heartache. It's going to cause some problems for about a month or two while it goes through the courts, but it's eventually going to get shot down. Um, and it's know, it's going to leave a pretty good precedent. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, it's the precedent for that one is um, it was the enforcement mechanism Mm. is really what it comes down to. It's like they took every in, you know, I knew it was going to get shot down because the six week ban has already been litigated to death and it's gone. Like that's settled law. Like they'd have to do a, a, a crazy reversal of Supreme Court precedent in order to overrule that one. So the, the scary part about that whole thing is that you you're definitely going to end up with uh, Billy Boba Fett out there trying to hunt down people like the whole bounty. Oh, yeah. Outrageous. Oh, it was it's ridiculous. And I think what very quickly realized, especially when and I listened to some of the, to the conversation about that or the um, the hearing on that. And, you know, the, it was a very big point that justices were making was like, you know, what happens if you do this, then what happens to um you know, when California does the same thing on guns or, you know, there's just all these other things with enforcement that, you know, you could really have some unattended. It was a bad, it was a bad law. They knew yeah. it was a bad law. They were just trying to end run around the Supreme court to see if they could get away with one. Yep. And really what it, it was. And they, and I don't even think they really intended to, it was just a red meat issue to get people excited. Exactly. Um, and I, I wouldn't I'd be surprised if they were surprised it went as far as it did. I mean, me too. And I think they, they were expecting more. And honestly, I think they were expecting more from Coney Barrett and, um, oh man, his name just escaped me. COVID brain, uh, Kavanaugh, Jesus, beer and bread. Right. Um, <laughs> Kavanaugh, right. I think they expected him to do something different. Cause man, they were pissed when they, they talked about, uh, you know, they just, they, uh, they went with the, the more liberal ju- uh, judges on, um, the main thing with vaccinations and man, you know, they, 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 it, it's very definitely been interesting. And, you know, once they got their position, what the fuck is Donald Trump going to do to them? Their justices on the Supreme Court, they ain't shit they can do to them. So mm-hmm. you know, they're actually kind of follow stuff, which 
I'd rather not have them there because of other shitty things, but at least we got one. And I think I, I, I do think in, from what I've read from them that they're leaning um, in towards uh, ruling with the more liberal judges, which is great. At the great I, I think so. And I think it's really going to end up being a, uh, you know, we're speculating the case doesn't come out yet. You know, if we're wrong, I guess we can do an emergency podcast and talk about it. Yeah, um, and damn sure we're going to have women on here for that. Um, but that one, yeah, I just, anyways, that's an example of, uh, like I was, I'm, and I'm still very like, you know, okay, well this sucks, but we'll take it in stride and, uh, <laughs> keeping you a little bit more grounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was inside. Yeah, he's a he is my center. That's where this all started, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and then and then and then we went. This is how we operate. And I'm glad you guys were here for it. I'm glad. I like again, again. You know, this is probably a good good segue point. I'm. I is is just, dude. It's really nice to be back. Absolutely. I mean, we got some more stuff here. Let's 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 keep going. All right. Uh, give me give me a couple more. All right. Um. Uh, Okay, here's one. Uh, okay, here's one quick one. I like Beto, but I don't think his stance on guns will work in Texas, as we already talked about. Like, it, the politics of gun control in Texas is not as clear-cut as people would like to believe. Um, but the reality is it, 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 it has – assault weapons bans are popular in Texas. So, you know, yeah. let's just move on, whatever. We can – we'll have – we're going to have a debate about that. It's called an election. Yep. Uh, okay. So now things are getting interested in politics. Beto announced this morning he's running for governor on a platform that makes Texans have the issues we care about. Uh, oh, wait, no, this is his uh, making sure we have a functioning electric grid, creating the best jobs here in Texas. We have world-class schools. Make progress in all things most Texans agree on, like expanding Medicaid and legalizing marijuana. Not focusing on partisan politics that divide us and stop us from working together on the truly big things that we want to achieve. Thus, Beto's not running on taking away anyone's Second Amendment rights. So Abbott can try, but he's going to have to defend himself and his record because he's been governor and not Beto. And Beto has not passed any laws about gov about guns in his career as an elected official. In my opinion, no one should mischaracterize Beto as coming for anyone's gun before reading Beto's policy position on his website, and he hasn't posted his complete platform yet. Beto just made this election a referendum on Abbott, not himself, and everyone looking, and, ev and he even invoked the spirit of Texans helping Texas. And I think that's the point. Yep. This election is a referendum on a Abbott, not Beto. Absolutely. So you're going to start trying to make it about Beto. You're doing Abbott's work for him. Like, make this about Abbott, not Beto. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, Greg Abbott's done a really shitty job. He's basically serving it up on a silver platter mm -hmm. to, to Beto. He just has to not, you know, drop it. And I, I think he can do it. And I think the gun, I think the gun thing goes away. I think we're going to talk. We're mm -hmm. talking about it right now because he he announced yesterday, and I think by this time next week we won't be talking. I, about I don't it. know that it'll completely go away. I got the sneaky suspicion that there'll be enough. There's it's it's kind of like abortion. There's enough people who will keep the thing alive. Um, but then again, it's like okay, we'll just keep it alive, and you talk about that, and we'll talk about real things. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So 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 yeah, I, I don't think I think it'll always like it'll always be there. 
but it's not going to like it's not going to be in our at face. some point they're going to realize that focusing on that is not the way to to to, to win absolutely not um Okay, here's another one. Beto gave the Democrats a real long time to put up a good candidate. The National Democratic Party needs to stop ignoring Texas and put in some real resources. It will take years, but the, they can easily flip Texas and get more or less force the GOP out and, more importantly, kill off the GQP in the state and start the unwinding process of gerrymandering. Redraw the district's mid-cycle, have it done independent. Hell, get that, put, get that and put in as a state constitution. At least make it as hard as possible to unwind. It's basically saying that you know, if you didn't like Beto or you thought that he was in, like, is now getting in the way of another candidate. Well, who's the other candidate? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> nobody has announced. There have been some people who announced, but again, like, maybe filed paperwork and never. I, I don't know who they are. I'd have to Google them. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was nobody's like, actually announced. <laughs> I've heard zero about this. And I, yeah. you know, for Virginia, and I know just too much about Texas. Having been there once is the funny part. I'm talking to you guys. I've virtually been there. I'm virtually right. with you in your heart, always. And let's, <laughs> all right, last one. Um, right. This is, this is, this is actually the top rated comment. So, uh, I saved the best for last. I know a lot of people are disappointed by this, but I think Beto waited long enough to see if anyone else was willing to dip their feet into water. And it's extremely clear that nobody is willing to do that but Beto. I'm sure he knows that this is an even tougher fight than Cruz, but I'm glad someone is attempting to try. This election is a year away, and this is extremely steep, long hill. Up, uphill battle so i'd rather climb the start now than him continuing to loggy gag into february or march or june on the off chance someone else is willing to try and take down abbott mcconaughey may have been a joke or flirted about may have joked or flirted about doing so at one point or another but i think it's been clear for months now that he has no real interest in entering the fray I do think, though, that, and I especially, and I say this despite being a massive Beto fan, it's pretty inexcusable that four years after 2018, Beto is still really the only household name that the state Democrat Party has. They've had years to find someone else, or ideally more than one person, to build up and start building name recognition with. The only person who I think has come close is maybe Linda Hidalgo, but she obviously has quite a few more years before she's ready for a campaign this big. I think that pretty much sums it up perfectly, but you know, you know, he was Beto's the guy, man. Nobody's putting in the work. Nobody's he, work. he is, and I think this sums up my feelings perfectly too. It's like, you know, he's no longer the fresh face. This no. is he's had two campaigns, lots of spotlight. Now he's got, you know, quote unquote baggage. Um but god damn it, nobody else is doing it. Exactly. And you're gonna bitch about the one person who's doing it when nobody else is doing it. Yep. Like, you know, this is what frustrates me about Democrats is, you know, Democrats fall in love, Republicans fall in line. Well, God damn it, Democrats need to fall in line too as well. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you preferred Bernie better than Beto for the 2020 campaign. You know, 
so what? <laughs> that was 2020. That's, this that's is now. This right is now. this is 2022, and we're trying to beat a governor. You know, if someone wanted to step up and run, I'd go volunteer or campaign for him. Sure, we do it, but like nobody's doing it. Nope. So let's do it. <laughs> let's fucking go. Remember, go to betterwork.com mm-hmm. where you can donate and volunteer. This podcast is not affili- officially affiliated with Better World Work for Governor. That is. I feel like now that we have opposition research uh, listening to us, yeah, should probably make that clear too. This is no official. We 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 are literally two guys just talking about this stuff. So, you know, Beto indulges us sometimes and comes and hangs out. Comes them sometimes. Other people will like talk to us. I don't know why. Like, you know. But we're planning on talking to a lot we're, of you. We're, we're, we're nobody. <laughs> we are literally a nobody group here. So, you know. <laughs> That's, that is not true. You're somebody to me. Aww. <laughs> uh, oh, aren't we all just special? Right. And, and I think everybody is somebody. Be somebody. Be somebody. You're from God Houston. Damn it. <laughs> you know, that's a famous Houston graffiti, right? No idea. Oh, you didn't know that? Be somebody? Oh, no. On I-10 coming down Houston, uh, there's a railroad bridge, and like someone always paints be somebody. I mean, someone will go out there and like change it. I think last time I drove by, it was COVID-19's a hoax. But that'll get painted over pretty quick. That's <laughs> great. Jesus Christ. But, you know, I think that's kind of the tra- trajectory we have yeah. with this. We had a lot of different people's reactions. We're going to take the good. We're mm-hmm. going to take the bad something something the facts of life and whatnot but no we're we're gonna we're gonna look at this objectively and is we, we're gonna we're gonna make commentary on what we're seeing things that we think uh will help beto uh we know at this point we're veterans of of having worked on his campaign and done lots of stuff to help him so we kind of have an idea and you know we want to do that for mm-hmm. you know down ballot people too so if you're a down ballot um candidate and you want to come on hit us up you know, hit us up on Twitter. We will sit down mm-hmm. and have a conversation with you um, and, and talk about your campaign and what you want to do for Texas, what you want to do for Texas, not for you. Right. Cinema. Um, anyway, uh, so. You know. Yeah, um, it's going to be going to be exciting. It's going to be going to be a, I think it'll be a good race. Like I said, Abbott is Abbott's not a popular candidate. He's really not. He's been. On the, I mean, I kind of hinted at this earlier. I don't know how much you follow Texas politics in that detail, especially the Republican primary. Um, you want some good rage bait? Go Google Alan West. He is currently running for governor of Texas against Abbott in the primary. He's attempting to primary Abbott. This guy, huh? You, have you heard, I heard about? about yeah, I had heard about that. Have you heard about, have you seen anything about Alan West? No, I, that is the Think of the it. most uber QAnon conspiracy theorist. Okay, so one of the things people like to constantly bring up, and just to kind of give you an idea of where he's at, he was a major lieutenant colonel. In he was the, a lieutenant colonel arm, in the U.S. Army. So in the I U.S. Army? And I recognize him immediately. Yeah, and uh, got kicked out because he committed a war crime. Oh, that's great. What what uh, what war crime was that? So that uh, okay. I think he was holding like uh, abusing prisoners of war. I think is what it was. Seems like a very Republican thing to do. Yeah, you know. So it was just kind of interesting because I'm thinking back when we had Mo Brooks on here, 
still one of my favorite interviews that we've done. Sorry, Beto, but I think uh, definitely most- not Mo Brooks. <laughs> Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, no, oh, shit. Oh, shit. No, I just embarrassed Mo, the fuck out of my set. No, 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 no. We, we, we've, everybody's been on Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks is the insurrectionist, racist dude. Who's no, I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I completely embarrassed my. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. We, he means Mo Davis. Thank Mo you. Awesome. Mo, Thank Mo you. Dav- I, Brian is historically bad with names. I usually. Yes. I, I, I <laughs> that's what i'm here for um, right brian you're the people person i'm the people person he he gives you brilliance i give you uh roger um, stone looks like a batman or dildo dressed like a batman villain that's that's what you come here to listen to me for dude was indicted roger stone was indicted he's actually going to he will go into jail he's going to jail wait Fuck what is you. That, did that just happen oh no yeah he was indicted by a grand oh, jury yeah. he, he uh, a couple days ago Oh, nice. Let's go. Let's no, go. yeah, he was he was legitimately he surrendered to he surrendered and was indicted. Um, I think today today's Tuesday, right? You're talking about Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah, they're all really shitty people, and fucking Steve Bannon looks. Who are who are you talking about? Roger Stone. He's the one that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's to. listen. Yeah, all yeah. these guys run together. They're like one giant succubus of awful. <laughs> I mean. So. No. Looks like a. I mean, seriously. Uh, like, and like, all, why do they all look so busted? Like, That's seriously, why do they all look so like Rudy Giuliani looks busted, Steve Bannon looks busted, <laughs> like it's Roger Stone looks busted. Like, they just look busted all the time. Like, like, like that. Like they've caught the zombie plague and just haven't turned into walkers yet. You know, <laughs> that's what they all look like. Have you ever seen a happy KKK member? I can't think of one. They're always uh, doing something terrible. So, you know, so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Hatred but... goes a long way, but Mo Davis <laughs> is who he meant. He said Stacey Adams earlier. I missed and didn't correct it. Stacey Abrams. That's what, again, that's what I'm here for. Did I? Okay. Yeah. I'll just embarrass myself some more. That's okay. No, I love you. It's okay. I always will. That's why, that's why I say, you know, if you're the RNC and looking for material to last us at, then, uh, you know, I'm sorry you've listened this long. I'm really not. You're getting paid for this. I'm not. So (laughs) I will continue to waste your money listening to me. We we, we dragged this out just to make you listen more. (laughs) Well, no, but honestly, we, we have talked about that. Um, I do think we're gonna we are gonna shoot for I think a longer format since we aren't gonna exactly. be doing this weekly. We'll give you a little bit more, and it won't talking to us. I don't know if you know. Hey, if you like, if you or if you you know, hey, you guys hit us up if if you want us to shut up and say, hey, let's let's talking. Let <laughs> we'll us know. <laughs> Let us know, and uh, you know, I think. Do you think it's time? Should I? Are you ready for it? Oh, shall we? Shall we? First one of the uh, new new run, huh? Of the new run. Do you want to change it up at all? Now we haven't really talked make- about this at all. Like, do we want to change up anything with like the 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 intro, the show? The- oh, dude, I already redid our intro. It's electric now with drums and shit. You never listened to the shitty version I did on my cell phone. By you, by you, by the way, <laughs> you RNC person. Um, it was on my cell phone. Fun fact, uh, and it was just my acoustic guitar. But now I have a whole setup, so I recorded a full on. Um, electric version and it's badass mm-hmm. and we're going with that one so that's a big change uh, i think we, we got to keep the name we just got to keep rolling i keep the look ahead of better stays i agree with that i guess the sign on and call out or just you got that radio call out like what's going on guys give me give it to me again give it to me again <clears throat> the uh what's going on y'all what's yeah it's just that? 
that's just podcast gold right there. I, I love know, it. That's the only thing I can do right. <laughs> that is that 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 is that's your hook right there. <laughs> right there. You ready? So so then you're ready. You're ready for the uh, the outro. The uh... okay. Are we gonna do it? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Keep on getting out. Keep on volunteering. Definitely keep on donating, and keep on looking ahead to Beto Days. 